Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's a good show. Holy shit, Snacks. This is Pam from Archer, and you're listening to Radio 8-Ball. Radio 8-Ball, give us a shake. We're in the studio tempting fate wherever you are. Putting questions to the songs which we will randomly select. With the help of our friends, Synchronicity, we're... Radio 8-Ball, give us a shake. Radio 8-Ball, give us a shake. Radio 8-Ball, give us a shake. Radio 8-Ball, show... Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I am your host, Andras Jones, here at Zed Studios in Vancouver, British Columbia, with our musical guest, Ford Pier. Hiya. He's providing the oracle fodder for our musical divinations. And now we are joined by a friend of his from here in Vancouver, Kim Cook, from Hello. the... It's called the Paper Hound Bookshop. The Paper Hound Bookshop. And how do you and how do you and Ford know each other? That's a great question. Kim? Well, we get together on a monthly basis, most of the time, uh, to do a deep study of James Joyce's modernist masterpiece, Finnegan's Wake. Really? Yeah, we read three pages. Yeah. Yep. We pick it apart. And once a month, how long have you been doing this? Well, I've been doing it, uh, yeah, well, you guys had been at it for a while before I joined. How many years, you said? Well, I've been in there for, uh, I, I guess it'll be eight in the wintertime, in, in October or whatever. So we've probably, the the core group that meets, uh, has probably been doing it for over ten years now. Wow. And we're more than halfway through. The book. Yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic. That's the way to do it. That's a, what a what a wonderful. Wow, I'm jealous. That's fantastic. Can, can you, would you start it up again when you're through, so I could join? Of well, course. Yeah, I, that's, I think that's, that's the plan. That's how it works. Really, <laughs> it's the Viconian yeah. cycle that we're uh, operating on, and there's a lot of oracular material to, you know, yeah, some to chew on in there. I was going to say it's that's kind of fitting and perfect for what we're doing here. But it occurs to me, as a matter of fact, that our little group and and your project with this show share a frontier. Yeah. You know, like just the, the sort of, it's one of the most appealing aspects of, of our get-togethers to me is the chance to digress on tangential subjects as they come up. You know, like one of us will notice something which is particularly, uh, you know, from our field of interest or something that we happen to know and then that'll ignite a brief discussion about that thing or whatever it's yeah that's one of the best things about it is there something from a recent session synchronicity <laughs> sorry guys it's okay let's just uh, let that go <laughs> nobody ever phones me so is there something from a recent session of your Finnegan wake readings that like was particularly synchronistic or 
was just like wild, some some wild digression or connection that maybe you feel like only we would have got, only your group would have got because of the particular prism you're looking at the book through. Probably the last one that really wowed us was that mosaic. Um. Well, yeah, that was that was that was where we, you know, really felt that we had cracked a nut there. We we felt that we had some completely original, unassisted insight into the text, and we all felt like tremendous brain boxes. But what was the what was the insight? Oh, it was just I mean, like it's. <laughs> we correlated a character with Moses and Moses's speech impediment um, yeah. in the Old Testament, it was, and it was—I mean, it—it it was really exciting. <laughs> yeah, it, and and those well, sorts of things happen it. all We're the time. But, about but, the, but, the, but the but the I mean, like in a in a in a more you know quotidian sense, like like you're talking about, it's like that stuff happens all the time in there you know mm -hmm. like somebody will somebody will turn up with you know a backache or whatever and then there will be backaches right that are mentioned on some page in in many different languages or whatever that happens all the time in that book they're impossible to avoid because every sentence is so dense with you know like you can read whatever you want to into it and it helps you do that it's like a three-dimensional text it's like a palimpsest so right. you have layers of words and meanings and intentions and um, and sort of and they unfurl and it's true it depends on where you're at in your in your day or in your life what you're gonna see in it and we all are bringing maybe a specialized knowledge or interest to the text so so we see what we want to see well I find that interesting because so part of the the idea the conceit or the, well, the, the concept of the show is that we can use anything as divination, and particularly music. I feel like there, it does work on multiple levels. So, but you, it doesn't have to be particularly inspired or brilliant music in order for it to be a great answer to a question. But then you have, and you could say the same thing. You could do bibliomancy with any book and probably get some kind of synchronicity. But then a book like that that seems to court synchronicity because of the way it's written that there's an intention in it that either and I wonder does that draw readers who then take it on that way and that by setting that by Joyce setting that intention in that creation he he made a spell that would draw you in to then start to project your stuff onto it I'm not sure if there's a question here I just find it interesting that some works of art seem to beckon us in that way Mm -hmm. While any work of art can work that way, yeah, right. Do you feel well, that? You... That I'd, I'd go so far as to say that that book is about that, right? It's it's about reading things into situations and how much you aren't even aware that you're bringing to each situation, right? You know how much you already how much you already know that you don't even know that you're you're focusing on. It's true, and it is an unconscious book because it's it's the it's his night book. It's a it's a dream, and right. so it has that that layered depth of a dream where things don't necessarily make sense, but later on, you can draw all sorts of meaning and inference out. And was it. this your idea? Was the, no, the group? No, I just I just jumped on at some point. And, was and it something? It was something that was happening at the bookstore. No, no, I just knew somebody. Somebody actually, a guy who came to the bookstore who I didn't really know very well kept inviting me to join 
for years he was inviting me to join his book club and I didn't want to. <laughs> and then eventually I just sort of capitulated and I went and it was and it really was kind of life changing. And uh, so I kept going. And then um, Ford found out about it. Like he found out about it by Googling Finnegan's Wake Vancouver or something, yeah, right? Yeah, because it was it was uh, uh, I, I was determined to, to read the book before I turned 40. Mm-hmm. And then I did. And I didn't have anybody to talk about it with. And so I, I, yeah, I did a search of like Joyce societies or Finnegan's Wake groups in Vancouver, and there was something which actually was was old. It was because the the group used to meet at like what the Irish Heather or something like that in Gastown, mm-hmm. and there had been some sort of an article or a, or a personal ad or something like that. Hey, come in. so I got in touch with the the guy that Kim is talking about, who's a, a, a poet by the name of Kevin Spence, who lives here in Vancouver, and. Uh, uh, I told him, well, I've just read this book and I don't, I don't have anybody to talk about it with. You know, like, tell me about your group. And Kevin is, you know, an extremely open and welcoming person. He said, you should come to our next meeting. And so I did. And I had no idea what to expect. And it was like the rainiest night of the year, which is saying something for Vancouver. Right. <laughs> and I turned up. It, was, it happened to be at Kim's house. And almost nobody else turned up, like including the guy who had invited me. Right. But then, uh, I mean, like I had we we immediately got along very well, I would say, and I was having just the time of my life when in the door should walk a musician whom I've known for I don't know almost thirty years now or whatever. They're Ford. What are you doing here? Who's <laughs> <laughs> Kim's Kim's partner and. What's, what's like, it, who's that? His name's Jason Zampano. Okay. And so, so there's really no degrees of separation between no. uh, me and Ford, and uh, we. But this, it was Finnegan's Wake that brought us together. Yeah, that is <laughs> so fantastic, and I am, I really am, quite jealous. That would be, I, I, I wish there was something like that in my town. Uh, maybe I have to start it. I'll maybe bet, there is. I'll yeah. bet you there is. So, and you said, so you had already, you read it on your own. Yeah, well, I made it through on my own. Yes, I did. So you, but, were, yeah, you know, it's, like it's it's not like, you know, when we're reading through it together now, eight years later, I'm like, oh, everybody, come on, pay attention here. This part is really good, because you know, I mean, like you you keep on coming back to that book. It's impossible to just like take it all in. Yeah, reading it outside of an academic setting or a group setting like this, it seems like that would be. Did you did you read it or did you break it down? Did you? Like, I read it and I'll I had a, a I had a commentary that I read along with it. Oh, okay. And I would you know like search for little articles about things that I didn't feel that I understood, and there were many many of those. And I just you know I, I I made it was a project for several months. I'd get up earlier than I would otherwise have to just in order to devote an hour or so to reading it, and I made it through, and and I I determined that for me. One of the best ways to read it is like, okay, well, this is tough going. I'm not going to, you know, get bogged down on, you know, this paragraph because a paragraph can be, you know, like several pages in that mm-hmm. book. I'm just going to let it flow over me and take in an impression, right? which is a legitimate way of reading it, just as legitimate as, you know, breaking it down, discussing it with a group of people, reading it out loud. Just, you, can, you can do anything with you want, that you want with that book. 
what is it do you enjoy reading it out loud kim yeah yeah Very i think much. reading it out loud is probably the best way to read it though as ford just said like there's no wrong way to read it you could read it in a very analytical way or a very metaphysical way or yeah or you could just read it for tone or for vibration or whatever but um but reading it out loud it's it is um it calls on a lot of oral tradition and um wordplay that you wouldn't necessarily identify just reading it just scanning Mm -hmm. it Um, on the other hand on Mm -hmm. the other hand when when you are reading it out loud and it's connected to the sounds of words and to the time of words then you hear it more with the inflection of the reader and you know i mean like it's it's so crazy with the punctuation and everything there's just i can't think of any good examples right off the top of my head but you know the way that a clause will be constructed in that book it might be read as four or five entirely different meanings and it and four or five different readers would inflect it differently right would pick uh the most familiar word inside a made-up word to to have that to choose a pronunciation for that word where it could be you know like there's just you know 10 or 11 other words inside that same word which aren't the ones that they feel that the rest of them orbit about you know so there's you know a lot of different ways of going about that book i think that it's fair to say (laughs) do you feel like of course and uh kim as an you know a book expert a, prof- a professional in the world of books. I'm a book laborer. A book That's laborer. Is there, are you aware of any other book that exists that attempts that? Mm. Well, like there are, there is a class of book, I would say, that is like a big, important, difficult book. And they're <laughs> most notable in the used book realm because they circulate with less frequency than the other kind of book, which is a more approachable book that people tend to finish. Um, and a book like Finnegan's Wake, you never feel like you've finished it in a satisfactory way. Even right. if, like Ford, you read it from cover to cover, but then you just need to go back and yeah. start it over again. And so there's um, books like uh, J.R. by William Gaddis, or um, I would like uh, David Foster Wallace's Infinite Jest Infinite is one. Um, there's those types of books, but I don't i can't think of anything well like modernist stuff which is sort of deliberately naughty and mm-hmm. designed to be meditated on you know even like gertrude stein stuff or uh, uh um uh thomas Pinchon. yeah or things things like that where well, There's a pornographic uh, novel from the <laughs> 60s by a French guy. I can't remember his name now, but it's called Eden, Eden, Eden. And it's got that thing going for it where it's a, just an explosion of language. Like the what am I reading thing? Yeah, yeah. like what have I gotten myself <laughs> into? But you know, there's nothing like Finnegan's Wake. No. And no. I guess and that's the thing is like I know that Finnegan's Wake is a masterpiece because I'm told it's a masterpiece and all these brilliant people who came before me have done the work to tell me it's a masterpiece. But if someone just handed me this book and said, I wrote this, if two people and someone else handed me a book that was just like a really bad book, I don't know if I would be able to tell that, you know, I don't know how you, if I could tell the difference just on the surface, right? I mean, you can't tell the difference between the brilliance of Finnegan's Wake and just uh, like we were saying, what have I got myself into, Eden, Eden, Eden? (laughs) 
until you either have the key or you've taken the time to explore it? Or, yeah. or would you say that if you could read the first page of Finnegan's Wake, knowing nothing about it, you'd be like, this is a work of well, there are some very august people with, whose opinions carry a lot of weight who, who think that it's just, you know, it's one of the biggest frauds ever perpetrated on... But they're wrong. Because <laughs> 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 I think there's a... I, I, I think I see the genius in it. And I'm, oh, not, a, yeah. I'm not a book... I'm not a scholar. Or mm-hmm. a, just a book laborer. Would you, <laughs> would you recognize the genius in Finnegan's Wake? Do you think you'd, you would recognize it if you just came across it and you didn't know? You need a lot of patience. Like, yeah. you need to you need to settle down and look at it for a while. I think I don't think that I would have persisted past the first page if I was not uh, informed of its of its reputation. Got it. Yeah. Ford probably would have, though. He's a little bit more... Well, I mean... He's more energetic. Well, no, but he, even he said, he's like, I have to read this by the time I'm 40. He had something... In your education, told you that to be a to, to be a well-read person, eventually I'm going to have to tackle Finnegan's Wake. Well, you had built I've, it up. I've had some fun trying to read unreadable books before. You know, everybody comes to it by their own path. Right. I'm sure. You know, everybody has many you know different reasons for for wanting to read a book like Finnegan's Wake, whether it's to be entertained or to see what all of the 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 fuss is about, or you know, like just you know very shallow reasons, like just like. I, I'm, I'm going to go down the list here, the, the one in the New York Times. I'm going to read them all. Mm-hmm. I don't care whether I like them or not. Just to be well read, you should, you should, you know, you don't know if you know if you like them until you've read them. Well, <laughs> and we didn't really get to talk a lot about you, Kim, but I guess we're going to get into it a little bit now when we get into your question. What, what is your question for the Pop Oracle? Oh, okay. Well, I, first of all, it's okay if I ask the Pop Oracle yes or no question, right? Yeah. yeah. Is that all right? Because what I what's been on my mind lately, and uh, really the only thing I can think worth asking right now is, will the Kinder Morgan pipeline be built? Um, and I think it's something that a lot of people in Vancouver are thinking about right now, a lot of people in British Columbia, and maybe a lot of people in Canada. But I'm really starting to feel that Western alienation here. Um, it depends which polls you read. Yeah. It's so there's um, a pipeline yeah. that's been proposed to be built um, from the tar sands in Alberta to Burrard Inlet, which is very close to where we are right now. Right, and um, it's uh, twinning a pipeline that already exists, and um, and it shouldn't happen. It's going through unceded indigenous territory, and it's being fiercely resisted by the inhabitants and stewards of that those territories and uh, we have a government in power right now that campaigned on a progressive agenda saying that they cared about climate change that they thought it was real that they were going to respect indigenous sovereignty and um, uh, pursue reconciliation and then they've about faced and are just steamrolling through with this pipeline Um, so anyways i would like to know if it will be built and I I guess I'd like to know how it can be stopped as well but that's a, another question which which would which is more present for you will it be built or how can it be stopped will it be built okay that's what I want to know all right well now to engage the pop oracle you get to pick a card 
any card. Pick a card, any card, pick a card, any card, card, pick a card, any card, pick a card, any card, pick a card. Song number five from Ford's List, which is I Can't See You.
teachable moment, an opportunity or an irritant of which you will better rid. You know this can't go on. We're gonna have to do away with you and everyone who agrees with the things you say. It's awful always being wrong. That was I Can't See You from Ford Pier, the answer to Kim Cook's question about the pipeline. Will it be built or not? That was a very on the nose song. It was so on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time, it's like, come yeah. on. So tell us a bit about the background of that song. Where does it come from? Was it about that? Was it about what? The was it pipeline? about, about no. the pipeline? No. no. It's just, I mean... It seems to me that, you know, like very often the case with points of view that uh, can't be uh, squared with one another is not that, you know, like people won't be educated about the side, uh, the, the other side or or, you know, that they resist it or that information about the 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 other point of view isn't available to them. It's just it's just an entirely different language, mm-hmm. you know. It just it doesn't say the same things to them as it does to people who hold to those ideas. So, you know. Yeah. Songs about hopelessness. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kim, what did you think about that as the answer to your question? Well, it felt like, I mean, I know that maybe I was chancing it by asking a yes or no question because the response that I think I got from that was like, situation is unclear like it felt like it was describing exactly the impasse that we are at and um and the the struggle to to surmount that impasse especially when um when people are so deeply entrenched in their side and when things are so ideological um yeah there's a lot of jabber about you know how how people are delivered uh, information, which is uh, uh, an affirmation of of opinions or views that they already have or whatever, to me it doesn't really seem like all that complicated a thing. I mean, like people sort of 
accomplish a lot of what these logarithms do themselves. They can read exactly the same thing and think, well, there you go. You see, that's exactly what I was talking about. And then somebody who holds the contrary view might say, well, no, that's what I'm talking about. That mm -hmm. happens all the time. And, you know, like, I, this, you know, the song's okay, but, I mean, th this, these same sorts of impasses happen with, with people, Mm -hmm. You know, just not it's it's not necessarily a, a a political song. It's you know, friends who who have arguments manage to state their their case perfectly, and they say exactly what they want to. Mm -hmm. They make themselves perfectly understood. It's just that that being understood by the person who's understanding it means something different, right? Is it there's? It seems like the song shares some DNA with the Phil Oak song, a small circle of friends, like that. That idea, of like this would this is only, like it, it could. Yeah, I don't know that song. Oh, and I guess I I can't help when someone asks, even though you asked one question was will it happen, but since you presence the other one, how will it happen? It's sort of it's a the, any song can answer a multitude of questions. So I also felt like maybe there's something in that. You know, in the United States, we were not able to stop the pipeline going through standing. We have a we have a very bad record of stopping the pipelines that we are trying to stop in the United States. So, I guess hearing about what you're going through up here, I'm I'm certainly hoping that you're able to stop it. And certainly, and the the you know the passion and the you know the the rage and I guess the hopelessness in that song is reflective of you know the people who are trying to stand up to this thing. And I guess that, you know, that feeling of like, wait, we got a progressive, you know, we had it in America. Oh, we got Barack Obama. This is, things are going to get better. And then not at all. In a lot of ways, it got worse. Um, and then certainly they've gotten much worse since then. There is something about that. And again, this is a fairly, like, I'm not digging too deep to come to this interpretation, but um, this the implication of an impasse, uh, I think maybe plays out in the real world where um, where the Kindermarken and the various groups opposing it end up going, you know, in court for years and years and mm -hmm. with many challenges. And, um, and that's been going on for a while and it will probably continue to go on. And uh, eventually maybe the oil just won't be worth it. It's, it's already the worth a, a fraction of what it was when the, when this, plan was hatched right so how how is that i think that well per barrel um the this this is like oh, it's bitumen plummeted. it's yeah. plummeted it down to 40 dollars a barrel or something from it's very difficult to extract it's it's very difficult to refine it's expensive to refine nobody wants to refine it there isn't even i mean like it's the 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 idea behind this pipeline is that we will then be able to ship to an asian market which does not yet exist. Right. It's sort of like build it and they will come. If we're able to ship them bitumen, which each barrel, by the way, contains like, what is it, a third or a quarter of, 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 of a product that they have to add to it so that it's soluble enough to be, to be transported because otherwise it's, it's, it's tar. sludge, yeah. Um, yeah, and... They, you know, if China has access to this stuff, well, then they'll build a refinery for it. But... Yeah. And then we'll have put all of that into the atmosphere, 
right? That's mm-hmm. the thing, right? Yeah, no, it yeah. has and to stay in the ground. Right. Yeah. But of course. But, but yeah, I think maybe your song did answer that. That maybe nothing is going to happen because we're going to be at loggerheads. Everybody's going to be fighting and very upset on all sides. Everybody thinks everyone else is an idiot. Um, and then, but maybe it just won't happen. Let me ask you guys something about that song. Who did you who did you think was was singing it? I was thinking that it was from the standpoint of the protesters. That's I, how I, I heard flip-flopped it. back and forth because at times it sounded like a very angry, masculine voice that I would See, associate with an Albertan. <laughs> well, that's and, the and, thing. And took... you are a masculine Albertan. <laughs> I yeah. forget that sometimes. Well, I don't know. That's a that's a that's a mighty high bar. Uh, but, hey, 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 it's but, man, Albert. But <laughs> <laughs> I I took I took care when writing that song so that you know a Trump supporter could have sung exactly the same song. There's nothing in there which is explicitly on the side of the angels. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just someone. That's the point. Right. Is that is that they? I they, can't see you. Yeah, I can't. You know, like yeah. a charitable person on either side of the argument just sort of feels pity for somebody who is so benighted that they're never going to get the picture. Right. Well, it's uh, wow. It's, it's since we. It's funny because we started off talking about Finnegan's Wake, and like like that, this song is sort of moving. At, it's a moving target. I, like is what you're saying. Like you you look into it and you see. I, okay, well, this is someone who's angry is singing against this thing, but like you say, I'm doing what the song is saying. I'm projecting my group. That's of a friends little wakey onto that. That's a little wakey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that the term for for something that is Finnegan's wake-ish? It's wakey. You guys got wakey and wakeoid, wakeesque, <laughs> not woke. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I like wakey. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Ball Show. It's a good show. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations.